and welcome to episode six of All The Overs. Um, this week we are back in sunny Chelmsford. Um, it was very grey and miserable in uh, Belfast last week. Um, and as a bonus, we have cheese back. Back um, once again. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, hopefully we will stay on track. I'll do my best. I didn't know, listening back to it, I noticed that cheese does keep us on track. I liked it. Like, I listened to it. There's a few tangents, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I just feel like we steered away a bit from our original remit. I said in the very first podcast that we would be talking about Essex cricket only, and last week we just ranted about all sorts of things. So this week we'll stay, hopefully, just a little bit more focused. A um, couple of exciting things. Um, well, one exciting thing. Um, by the time this uh, podcast goes live, we'll have also have been on BBC Radio Essex with Victoria Polly. We're on um, Around the Wicket. Um, which we're all very excited about. Um, so thank you for inviting us on. Um, and welcome to any new listeners. So if you are a new listener today, after having heard us this afternoon, um, we are Terry. Stuart, or Cheese. And Owen. And we and ignore three. the first two episodes if you're a new listener. This they're, they're disaster. <laughs> they're no, not, they show us as who we are. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. To be fair, if you're a new listener, but episodes one and two, they, they are a bit gritty, they are very noisy. Um, but we do actually talk some good the content's good the content's good both instances we've been going for about 10 minutes so beyond the point you can stop and then a bunch of drunks decide to sit next to us luckily today it's all quiet I'm I'm concerned a screaming baby might kick off in a bit but other than that it's an amateur podcast we do it for a bit of fun it's not polished a lot of it's nonsense especially that comes from me but (laughs) it's all with you know good intent Yes, yeah, so so if you if you are a new listener, um, we all we do is talk talk Essex cricket. Um, we do have uh, Twitter um, at Essex Podcast. Do feel free to tweet us uh, with any questions um, or or observations. Um, but moving on, um, Kent, who wants to start? Goodness me! Like being two thousand seventeen again, wasn't it? Proper, it really was. performance. Absolutely cracking. That's the most I've enjoyed cricket in quite a while. And I was in Barbados earlier this year, so this this it was awesome, um, from my perspective. The highlights. Do you want to go through it, um, innings by innings? Uh, yeah, yeah, could do. Um, do so you want to start with Cook, because let's start with Cook. You were talking about the last in the last podcast how Cook is that name that you can go. He can go score, uh, you know, three digit score every week if he wants to. You say it about anyone else, and you get laughed at, but with Cook, it's always there. And we've questioned Cook's, not f- well, four man mentality, but probably less the mentality over the course of these podcasts. And, yeah. You know, it paid off your thoughts because he came in and just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's always there. I think he's got such high expectations. So uh, when it was um, raining uh, on the Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, I ended up holed up in the pavilion. I was just a bit bored looking at the. Um, the honours board they've got in there and uh, if you look at 2017 Cook only played a handful of matches because of his England commitments yet his his name was on there for centuries four or f- about four times yeah. I think people when they go alright it's a whole season now with Cook he's going to be on there seven eight times and it's not it's not turned out so far that way but then he has, yeah he's just someone when he gets in that groove uh, it's brilliant I, I don't know if you looked on the ECB or the Catholic Championship Twitter feed they've put um, all his boundaries together uh, on like a, for his first century and what I've worth looking at is looking at his footwork 
and it's just so confident. You can see against the different type of bowlers how, how his sort of trigger movement, so his trigger movement, if you've never noticed, he moves from uh, leg stump onto, onto middle stump as the bowler's coming in. But you notice that just with, uh, there's so much more confidence there. It's like when the fast bowler, he's, he's taking a step back, giving himself more time. With the slower bowlers, he's really getting forward and crouched down and, and for the spin, like, so he can smother it. And that's what, I, watching that, I was like, there's no, there's no surprise if he's batting that way. Rather than sort of a slightly nervous, because we thought it'd been the season where I think he was too worried about getting out cheaply, and then that happened. Yeah, but, but very, very confident um, batting uh, from Cook, um, and I think actually, you know, his his performances across the um, across the 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 match um, were stand out for me. I mean, Cook Cook was the man. In, in my he's view. always um, in the field. He's always apart from Harmer, which you yeah, yeah. But batting, certainly. But Cook in the field, he's always talking. He's having a laugh with people in the slip cordons. He's he's the one that, apart from like obviously people like Tendo and Harmer who are the leaders in the uh, in the dressing room, he's the one that is is encouraging the bowlers to bowl well. And it's nice to see, you know, he's not trying to, he's not afraid to be that you know that person because I think there's that worry that going, you know, I'm Sir Alex Cook, I'm he's Captain England, I don't want to be seen as imposing myself. So I read. Um, yeah, I read. I read David Lloyd's autobiography. That wouldn't recommend it. Um, but he, after he got fired from the England job in '99, and he got the Sky Sports commentary job. He got invited back to come and deliver an award in the change room. He said, "I don't want to deliver that because I don't want to be seen as that person. I can't leave things alone. I've got to be imposing myself all the time." Uh, but I see the cook is comfortable going. I can be. I can lead on the pitch without being coming across as. Um, you know, sort of taking over. I don't think he's that kind of personality, is he? Like, he's been there and, and done it all. Like, you know, his career is the the standout career in the team, but he's not captain. And I don't think he cares, you know, about, like, roles or responsibilities so much anymore. Because yeah. when he was younger, I think that probably could have been on his mind. Um, but now... He's, he's winding down and he's just he's yeah. playing for the love of it. It would be nice to see him as captain though because one thing when I was raining I was looking at the um, you know by the bar in the pavilion they've got the uh, all the pictures of all the captains yeah. and they've got all all the legends of Essex are up there so you've got modern times you've got Ronnie Irani you've got um, uh, Nasser Hussain Graham Gooch uh, Keith Fletcher and then you've got some guys like a guy called Lucas and, and I love looking at the old Victorian ones because they, they, they're such snazzy dresses and there's one who looks like a sort of international playboy he's got like a blazer on like unbuttoned down to his uh, in the middle of his chest um, yeah he looks anyway um, but it's a shame that Cook would never be on there he's on the honours board and stuff and there's a framed picture of him um, uh, take, you know in action but it'd be a shame that he's not on that I mean let's be honest he's probably going to get a stand like instead I was trying to think okay, so do my questions to you guys going to be like can you, do you mind going tangent to her? No, no, not a massive one but yeah it's fine yeah, what would you like? So you've got the, the the main, the only thing we actually call a stand in the whole stadium, the Tom Pierce stand, is named after Tom Pierce. The pavilions, in Seoul's already got that. What do you, Graham Gooch has got the um the, the 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 executive boxes. Yeah. What do you give Alistair? Alistair scoreboard. No, you you no, think that that's a bit nice. over the course of history we're gonna do stuff with the ground, whether we expand it or modernise parts of it, because the commentary box is a little bit <laughs> So We won't talk about that at some point. <laughs> um, potentially, 
you give him the commentary box, but I will do. Oh, the Alice Cook Media Centre. The Alice Cook Media Centre. That would be cool. That would be funky. You could... I see space for building more stands at some point. That, that is part of the plan, isn't and it? And that's part of the plan. I think the obvious, the obvious place is the Green King stand. But I'm just worried about things like the 100 and getting rid of the one-day cup means that why would Essex expand a stadium that's not going to sell out? It's a fair point. That's for another podcast. But I, I can see either another tier or a new stand or some sort of um, stadium development going and being after him. Or, West Ham Squares, let's just name an end after him. Actually, yeah, that would be good. Rather, yeah. rather than the Hayes Close end or the River End get rid of the River End call it the Cook End yeah that'd be cool like, Jimmy Anderson's got Anderson's got his I own end isn't he I poll this by the way yeah let's go I'll do that let's run me in the week I'll do it I'll it. yeah definitely yeah, cool. yeah. Jimmy Anderson runs in doesn't he in Lancashire from the Jimmy Anderson end yeah that, I think that's marvellous that must be all oh, he seems quite a humble man it's got to hey, be Jimmy. all yeah because no, you're right you, you go right Matt is like, cause does someone ever go like when it's announced that like, Old Trafford I've been to Old Trafford they announced that Old Trafford like up to bowl next is James Anderson from the James Anderson end I also I want to go to the fans going, I didn't I like this end not because of my names attached to it but, <laughs> I, see, just I, like to bowl. <laughs> I think it just gives you um, it gives you a boost like this is my home and yeah. know, this is where I belong and it, I think we should do that I, I think that's a nice one because it's a it is a legacy it will always be around I'm sure it's in the pipeline because they know his retirement don't they it's yeah. going to be after two seasons time so if I imagine there'll be something in two seasons time where they'll go renounce just like when Doug Insold just thought he was about to die I assume they must know his health is dodgy and they go this is why we're doing the pavilion now I know they want to redo the pavilion don't they because he's retired but I assume the reason they put the plaque up there is because they knew his health was deteriorating yeah. let's do this before make sure he's on yeah, yeah. well watch this space then so um, that's again Cookie if you're listening uh, we're rooting for you so uh, there we go. So let's um, let's get back to the Kent game then, shall we? Because we did go on a massive okay, yeah. but So a first one. innings, Cook posts a massive score, sets us up. Yeah, you've got, some, you've got Lawrence helps him along the way. Lawrence just shy of his half century, isn't he? And then Papara, yeah, uh, who's only as a back, I believe he's injured his toe or foot or something like that. That's why he wasn't playing the yeah. last game. Uh, so I assume that's why he didn't bowl. So he's just there as a, he's there as a batsman in place with Patel because Patel didn't perform very well. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice to see him get a, get a half century. And there's sort of an all round team performance. I think in our second batting in, in, innings, I think it's a, I, we should do the, the Kent innings separate because we're going to focus on Harbour, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but it just, once again, you have like Cook scoring. We've only got 200 runs to get. So, like, and you've got. Um, so it's it just. Sorry. Not 200 runs to get this, they posted 200. But they've got a nice nice innings lead. But before the rain, you think you've got three, four sessions to bat out. There's no need to do anything ridiculous. Yeah. Just set yourself in. Like in the last game, with that wider brand that silly run out, when we've got, only got 100 to get against Nottinghamshire, yet oh, we seem reckless. to be going at it as if it, yeah, it was really a big deal. It. So you've got three or four innings, because we didn't, no one knew about the rain coming in. So three or four sessions. And yet you've got only Alistair Cook, really, is of the batsman posts um, a decent total of 90 and he looked really angry getting out at 90 because he looked like he's in good form and he's never done a century in both innings before so I, thought, I imagine he thought this is my chance yeah. to do it and then you were relying once again like in the previous home game in Nottinghamshire we were relying on non-batsmen like um, Siddle and and Harmer to put a mature innings in to save to save our uh, to put, make sure that Kent have got a decent uh, run chase the total and giving our bowlers enough time to bowl them out 
Um, and I, I think that I think the first innings performance and then the bowling performance sort of overshadows the fact we still have batting problems. Wesley is not batting that well at the moment. Um, I think Brown as well. Brown, I've put Lawrence in that position as well. Yeah. Lawrence's swagger when he's on form, when he's walking out there, he's got that East London swagger, hasn't he? It looks awesome. He looks like doesn't look so good when he's going to get twenty odd runs of sixteen runs or whatever. It's, um, I just I, I don't know, if what, if it's if it's coaching, if it if it if they're tired, it just simply you know you know you, everyone everyone has off days and everyone's having an off day at the same time. Yeah, but we've been we've been talking about this for. For, for, a few for, weeks. for a few weeks now. These are the lingering doubts. Like, yeah. You look at the One Day Cup campaign, and I was, you know, very nervous coming back into the county championship because I didn't see us having any form. We hadn't delivered with the bat really at all throughout it. Apart from Chopper, he's dropped. Apart from Chopper, he doesn't play the, the county um, games. And those doubts are still there. Like, we're winning. But I'm not entirely happy with the manner in which we're winning. You know, it almost feels like we're glossing over the cracks a little bit because mm-hmm. we've got, well, in this game, two standout performances: one with bat, one with ball. And when we'll come to it later when we look to, ahead, but when we start facing, I don't want to say better teams, but the teams currently on form in the table and above us, that's when we'll see this test as to actually where where are we in this league? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so I I just think that it's uh yeah we've got I agree with cheeses we've got uh, Alice Cooks before Alice Cooks coming back on form, brilliant and I think once again we are relying on two, uh sort of state I don't know what you call it interesting statesmen like sort of experienced senior players who have got international experience going like we now to dig in, uh, and it be it's a shame that the actual batsmen haven't haven't got that now of going of like spotting when things aren't going very well. And going, this is a this is a four day game, not a one day. If you yeah. want to spend an hour just getting yourself in, not great for the spectators, but you know, people for the match. People yeah. who are there midweek, taking a day off work in terms of what all all we've been watching cricket for years, will understand exactly what's going on and why yeah. the run rate's gone below three. They won't be moaning. There might be a few. There but, might be a few grumbles, but they but they understand that it's for the benefit of the of the yeah. whole game. I think that's been a a problem throughout this is that we just seem a bit naive in match play whether it's one days or county something about us is a bit it's not like the the championship winning season when we just knew how to play we knew when to be aggressive when not to be aggressive who was going to step up who was on four and how to attack everything seemed to click and the attitude and approach to the games seemed to always come off whereas now it just doesn't feel... Yeah, because there's no pressure. Because everyone tipped us to get relegated. Just won the Division 2 title. We come up. Everyone looks at Essex. You've got a small stadium. You know, um, players that people haven't really heard of, apart from, at the time, maybe Foster and, and Sil- apart from our overseas players. And they go, oh, yeah, these guys can go... They won good season Division 2. Because if, if you look at the season previous to that, we're sort of a... It's sort of the, the nothing years. You yeah. Under, like, Patini's. Like, who actually remembers those... I was I was I was looking once again looking at the honours board in those years when Patini was captain. Not knocking the guy, but uh, it was just like, oh yeah, I forgot about those players. You know, it was just so forgettable cricket. Um, whereas you got obviously Silverwood comes in, Ronnie Arani comes in the executive um, board, uh, and then you've got uh, uh, they changed Foster to, ten- to Tennis Carter, 
and then things everything clicks as she said everything clicks and you go up and like everyone's now like oh we're in division one like, our, our plan is to stay in division one and then suddenly half of the season like actually we can win this yeah whereas i think this the thing now is where everyone's gone last season oh can essex retain the title and now this season's like everyone's going oh it's between essex surrey and, and somerset and whether we've got players who really like the idea that you know the media the, the national media are going these are a team that should be winning rather than going like ignoring them because they were in the 2017 we forget we were ignored even yeah. though we we're undefeated top of the table and we that time I always go back to it when we destroyed Yorkshire away at Scarborough their big festival week, week of cricket in Scarborough and two days two days and we had beaten Yorkshire by innings and Michael Vaughan and everyone was on the five live not one mention of Essex performances no. Just just talking about how Yorkshire collapsed and it's not actually not acknowledging the fact that we were a good team. But now you've got people like Wisden, the cricketer, BBC are saying, Oh, you've got um you've got Porter, who's still a young man, people yeah. forget that. Yeah. And he's he seems very humble. A guy like he's got he's very I think he seems very connected to his roots in, in is it Chigwell somewhere he's come from? Um who everyone's like he's doing the most in two thousand seventeen, most quick in two thousand eighteen will he do it again it's like, I don't think he really needs people phoning up or, or criticising his performance or saying like or have the cricketer phone him up for an interview saying you're not doing very well this season like why is that I don't think it really helps when because as a bowler I'm going back to my personal experience as a bowler when I'm bowling a few wides or a few no balls and someone shouts to me oh in line and length it's like I know I know what I'm doing like I know yeah. I'm doing rubbish yeah. don't remind me yeah. Um, so do you think that maybe that, that there is there is too much pressure and so that's that's effective? See, because in 2017, if we collapsed and we had got relegated, the fan the membership would be annoyed, the fans would be annoyed, the players themselves would be annoyed, but there wouldn't be anyone going, this is an upset. Whereas now, we lose one, we lose one championship match, and the cricketer cricketer posts an article in their website talking about how the the change rooms. Um, uh, been lost. Yeah, the coach so. has got lost confidence, and we we even we were talking about it on the on this podcast, um, and and let's be honest, we, from Twitter we know the Essex media guys pay attention to what we say, which is really weird. Um, but nice. But yeah. nice, yeah, nice, nice. But it's so strange that we're just you know. Yeah, it's a bit surreal, know. isn't it? We didn't expect any kind of coverage like that. We, we thought we had, we had ten listeners there after. after to, to be months. honest, I, I you know I had I had grand dreams of. of of reaching the dizzy heights of triple figures on Twitter in a year, yeah, and and now we're at one two hundred and I don't know what it is, but but back to back to what the cricketer was saying about about the dressing room. I mean, it just 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 I want to challenge that a little bit actually, because even though you know what we've said, we've kind of picked a few holes in the batting performance. Actually, what we've seen in the Kent match is a very strong united um, team. Uh, oh, they came out the, the pitch, yeah. You know. And actually, you know, to the outside world, things are ticking over quite nicely. Um, you know, you had the, the warm atmosphere on the pitch when they all came off together. The way they all celebrated each other's little, little mini successes on the field, you know, it actually was it was a joy to watch. Um, and so, you know, it, it it can't be that bad. I feel like it's been a bit of a wake up call. Like, we're obviously all from the outside in, so it's all speculation. Um, and we don't know and it, I, I think it's the same with the cricketer they're outside in 
I don't know if they've got sources and in the nose and all that didn't, jazz. It didn't sound like it. But it's certainly not on the last article. I don't think they care at Essex now. They're, but there's certainly... You look at the One Day Cup campaign and it was poor. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of it came from. And I think people were putting two and two together and making five. But it wasn't a huge leap to say, you've had a really disappointing campaign, everyone's not happy, there must be something going on inside. Yeah. Um, then, after that, it was all about what, what's the response going to be? Because if we'd have lost against Knotts and if we'd have lost against Kent, it would have all compounded and we would have been very down and dour. Yeah. But we've had the wins. And I think it's probably a testament to say, we've disappointed in the one day campaign from the team and they've realised that they've taken that on the chin and gone well we're not going to carry that forward into county fresh start and yeah. away we go there seems reluctance from the club to acknowledge that I know I, I know the right, you listen to the interviews of the players and it's obvious they, they, they're not idiots they, they know it's, it was rubbish and they're expected to get to the uh, you know out of the group but there doesn't seem to be like you know like so I'm a British Town fan and like from very early on in the season from about October there was an acknowledgement that this season isn't going very well I put like publicly acknowledging going this isn't great we, the club understand that you know we're not being naive we're, we're trying to, things are happening behind the scenes to try and rectify that and that you know Paul Hurst got fired and stuff with Essex it doesn't seem to be that there's been like a yeah we know things aren't going well stick with us wait till the can championship starts again and everything will be alright it seems to be that like pumping across like Everything's got to be happy families. Everything's got to be going really well. Like, you know, when Aaron Beard got that, those figures in the last one-day match, it was just all about how, you know, it's about, oh, how do you feel after that? And it's obviously, well, you know, I know it was great figures for me and great bowling for me, but the team, we're out of the cup now. I think we're, as a club, we're very pragmatic and honest when, like, some of them, you, like the Aaron Beard interviews, like, yeah. it's like, I've done well, but overall, it's, it's, it means nothing. But maybe from the PR and the media management it's not a slight or not because I don't know half of what they do they do a good job I really like the PR you know, yeah. just some of the communication needs to be a little bit more alright it wasn't great not let's just look forward to the next game go ahead and compete yeah well, I think so, like, so I obviously go back to football a bit I think obviously there's much more media attention the, the one of the problems with the cricketer article is if you are a cricket fan you've got we can list them can't we the, out, the, the outlets you've got for cricket you've got ESB you've got Cricketer, yeah. Winston, Times, Telegraph, and um, the BBC, right? ESPN, so that, that Crick Info as well, but yeah, yeah so that's not, seven or eight. So it's if you're into cricket, you're gonna you're gonna follow this. It's not like you can't really ignore what's going on because it's such an insular community we've got here. Uh, that it's it, I think it'd be hard for the Essex players to to not know the cricketer printed that. Whereas with like football and stuff, where like there's so many outlets and it's like someone like there's all these all these like Facebook things, yeah. And like if someone's having a go on that, it's like you, if, unless your friend goes look at this, you, you can easily go. Yeah, unless he's made major tabloids, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. It's never going to come to you because there's a million and one Twitter accounts pumping all sorts of stuff, and it's just all white noise. But I think what's what I quite like about footballers is the more that there's more of that behind the scenes comes out into the fore of, of football. So you have. Like uh, even a club like Ipswich Town, um, you've got uh, you have press pre pre match interviews where it's uh, and you I watch those interviews at my lunch break and all it is 
for most of Ipswich Town. You've got like a couple of local papers there, and then the guy from BBC Suffolk, and they ask, they, they and they all know each other by name, and then they 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 live stream it. It'd be nice if Essex, because Essex must do pre-match stuff with the BBC. They must have people from the Essex Chronicle and like just asking it, how's the next game to go along with people like McGrath and stuff or Tender Scarter. It'd be nice if there was that sort of more formal relationship with the fans, especially with modern social media. And our social media is very good. The, the, the things they're doing, that homegrown thing where they go back to the, the players' club and it's really well produced. So the guys at Essex Media, I think, do a fantastic job and they obviously are more than capable of making it in a very professional and slick way. But it doesn't. there seems like a very old-fashioned way of, of going about things that... You know the membership only find out through secondhand information, and uh, and the union you let out, we want to let out, rather than sort of allowing us to, a bit more insight, which we like. Most other sport, very few people are cricket fans only, and they'll see other sports doing like a rugby, but the with the the referees mic'd up, and you know exactly what's going on in the field, and so you've got much more connection with the game. It'd be nice to have that with um, especially if you sorry, especially if you watch like the IPL and Big Bash, where they have got yeah. mic'd up players and they're they're mm. talking about online. The strategy in the game on Sky Sports. I really enjoy that. And you could be you usually get used to that. You're used to like going to watch t- tweet and be same with the, the the vitality blast. That we will get a much more insight into what's going on in Essex. So it'd be nice with the championship where. I know it's not the most profitable, but it's the the one they wants to win. It'd be nice if we had a bit more insight into what's going on behind the scenes. Just to, just to relay our fears. Just go like things are in hand rather than us like as Chi said earlier speculating what's going on and. Well, we're forced into that position, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. You know. I think cricket as a sport, it's a little bit behind the times. And you, uh, you look at other sports and how their media handling is done and how accessible and open they're becoming more and more. Um, cricket as a sport and a tradition, it's very tradition. And it's We do this, we do it this Which way. Which we like. And we like it. But that doesn't mean there can't be a, be a bit more of a blend between the two. Yeah, yeah. We should get back to the actual game and yeah. talk about the bowling. Yes, yeah, finish on the line. just about to say yeah. the same thing, yeah. So. At least that tangent was uh, Essex-related, sorry. It was an Essex-related chat. That's fine. Um, who do we want to start with? I, I think we just... Should we start we first, start first things and then talk about Porter? Yep. Uh, yeah, so I think I don't think any wickets, um, but, uh, yeah, Porter was on, on fire, I thought. Uh, I thought he's back to his old self. I thought Siddle was was really good. Um, so Siddle's economy was. Uh, so here we go. I've got first over. We've got um, got the scorecard here. So thirteen overs, five maidens for seventeen runs. Absolutely. So he's going just over one and over. And with bear in mind, this is they Essex set an aggressive field against Kent. So that means that and um, we had Pepper. Well, I wish we would talk about Pepper later, actually. But Pepper's not a mainstream, our first-choice keeper. So we've got, so then we got a fast bowler. It was a very a dry pitch, because although it's been cold, we haven't had much rain recently. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is, that it, all it takes is for a batsman to swing it at it, get a nick, and it's gone for four, if it goes through the slip cordon. And so it's for, someone, for a fast bowler to go, to get... Uh, for to have an economy just over one is is incredible. Um, so it's just it's so great. We've got you've got someone like Harmer who can hold an end up and also massively attack because obviously his eight wickets were incredible. Mm-hmm. But and you've got someone like a fast bowler who can do exactly the same. And we bring on Cooks coming to his uh, so Sam Cook has come into his own this year. 
really, really impressed with him. I think he's looking... Uh, I can't see him being dropped. No, he's a um, I feel sorry for Aaron Beard. I keep saying every week, massive fan of Aaron Beard. But I, don't, I can't see how he's going to break in unless there's an injury. And then you've got Port- Porter. Is, is back to the Porter that we, we admire. Re- looking really dangerous. So I, I thought the bowling is, is, is spot on and we've got this tight unit. And like every successful sports team is on tight units. It's not having hundreds of people getting involved. It's just the people we trust week in, week out performing. Yeah. And that's what Essex Bowlers are doing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very thankful for the South African national team not calling up the <laughs> for the oh, Monday Cup. I was slightly worried. Yeah, I was worried about that too. <laughs> that must be Has like- he fallen out with them? I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't understand more, more, it. More speculation. But sorry, yeah, no. You know, no, it's right. you look. It's, the game's going on. England played. They won. And you look at South Africa, and you're like, you know, really good team. Everything else, and could have done with. Uh, and then Harmer's just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna t- casually take eight wickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here if you need me, but see you later, boys. That was. Yeah. Fantastic performance from Simon Harmon, no two ways about it. Um, Just across the team, it was incredible. Like the first innings, I've got the scoreboard and the figures of Porter, Cook, Siddle, and Harmer were under two or at two for economy, all four of them. And they also wickets. So two for Porter, two for Cook, three for Siddle, three for That's a team performance. Yeah, yeah. that's a really And also look at this run. Pepper's first game back since. Is it, did he take- how many catches? Five, five catches? Five, one, two, three, four, five catches. Five catches. First game back since his uh, operation. That is stunning. Yeah. Um, He's so good I, to watch, I think. We've got, uh, there's, there's, I know we've been spending like, quite a while moaning about stuff, but we've got so much to cheer. And it's so, I mean, I'm, I think we, with, if Pepper can sort his batting out, and apparently he can bat, from what I've heard in the grapevine, because he's been, I think he plays for Cambridgeshire or something. He's not from Essex, is he? I don't think so. No. Um, so either he plays for a Premier Club elsewhere or he plays for Money Counters, I can't remember which. Um, but yeah, it's apparently he can bat. It'd be nice if he can go to first-class cricket and if he can get his batting sorted out. I think we've got, a, between him and Wheater, it'd be great to have that competition in training where you know that he, they've got to be training hard, otherwise the other person will be picked over him. I think, yeah. look at the best, not the best goalkeepers in the world, but sort of the second, second rung. They're always... Like the uh, like the England team at the moment, isn't it? We've had a few years of 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 a, of like um, Foster and or Foster. Uh, Foster. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's a couple of goalkeepers right, really going for it, and now uh, and it's it's improved the standard of of keeping for the England national team. And I think uh, the same now is, and you see actually in um in England cricket teams like you've got you've got. Three keep three world class keepers, who, who all can do a brilliant job. I'm including folks in this, and the standard of keeping is because people saying Bairstow was someone like who the batsman who wants to keep. That was sort of the uh, yeah. people talk about him. Yeah. No one talks about him anymore like that. Now you've got Josh Button on the team, and he knows if he doesn't perform well with the gloves, because apparently he wants to keep, that someone else will take his place. And it's the whole the whole thing's going. Competition breeds success. It's a it's a fine balance because you don't want it to be a hostile competition, but you need the the spur of I've got to yeah Yeah. I've got to do it. Like you see in football all the time, is that you've got your solid first eleven, but your second eleven is hot on their heels to fight for space and take over, and that keeps everyone pushing and 
G'd up to... You know, lazy D. Yeah. Which I think... The next match, I wouldn't be surprised if Chopper comes in for Brown. But not only to... To give Chopper a chance, but also to go that, you know, just because you're in the first team doesn't mean you're... You stay. Yeah. 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 So on that note, should should we look ahead then? Yeah. Are we done with Ken? I think we're done with Ken. The last few games have been very positive. There's still some doubts, but overall, we've got to look happily towards the rest of the campaign. What's nice now is that I know we've still got doubts, but there's so much more so much more positive things so yeah. if, if we collapse batting wise I'm I, you can go well the bowlers the bowlers can bowl well right yeah. and they can they can rescue this if um, and, and the same like if as long as one of our batsmen posts a decent score whether it's Lawrence Cook Tendo Bapara we know that there's, a, there's capabilities in the lower order just to to get an extra 60 runs on the board to make it a, a chaseable target and I think I'm I'm think there's so much yeah so positive that we're doing the certain elements of things so well that the bits we are concerned right you don't make this make you nervous anymore in the same way it did say a month ago. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Yorkshire away next week then. Tough game. Very is that heading me? Isn't it? It's not an outground. Is it heading me? So I hope it's a proper home match for them. Mm. Uh, but they they've got, you know, their best players on England duty, which is nice. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll do us a little bit of a favour. But she's looking at the team earlier, it's still pretty strong. Yeah, so the team that played against Kent is still like Lifebrook, Balance, um, Bresnan, Patterson and Code. Some of these I don't know too well, but there's a few names that have you know, been and around international cricket before. Yeah. It's not a weak team. And they're firmly in the table above us, by about four or five points yeah so they're third and we're fourth and it's like four points the difference because we, we were third until their game finished yeah. yeah we've all got a game in hand on Hampshire quite far ahead um, so it's, it's a very tight finely poised game of two strong teams I think yeah uh, I but the thing is that, that, do you think all these teams with Essex sort of they relish it it's like it's going. It's going to um, Headingley and taking apart Yorkshire. It seems to be one of these teams that we just do well against. I think we we tend to perform better against the the big traditional teams. Like, like, they think in last like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like end of last season we had poor start. We did it end well. Uh, Surrey are going through as the, the new un- Invincibles taking Essex crown Essex turn up to the Oval everyone assumed that Surrey's going to just because of the momentum is just going to um, roll over Essex and then what do we do we we we, we thrash them yeah. and it's uh, and I think and like saying this year like Surrey meant to once again that everyone was saying I can't see them losing a game and they draw against Essex uh, oh, they draw all the rest of the games as well but it's it's the fact that I think Essex just in the in the big environment where you're in a nice nice pavilion where you must walk in there and go on like you know this is something special something special yeah. and it's, you don't, you're not complacent about it like if you're week in week out and you're used to that but if you're used to Chelmsford every week which has got average facilities and you go to Headingley where it's at a, one of the best grounds in the world um, yeah I think you just you step up and go I want to prove myself I think we 
a bit of like the the party poopers and the not the the bit of rough that spoils <laughs> the, the posh boys party, but you know what I mean. Like, we do have that. Well, we are Essex. <laughs> we, we're gonna you know step up for the big game occasions against the more traditional teams with the ECB yeah. funding that we you know warrant our place in. Yeah, I think there's like because of like things like Tower and stuff on the telly, and people go, "Oh, it's Essex," you know, it's all a bit of a laugh around there. Isn't it? Well, not really. Look at our house prices for a start. You know, it's not that's nothing to laugh about. Yeah, and it's because a, of fortunes live here. I think people also okay. forget is that Essex is a very, very large county, isn't it? Like the the largest county in England, like or second. Largest. We take out cities. We take yeah. out cities. Yeah, it's it's absolutely huge, um, and so naturally you're going to get a variation um, in the type of people that are here. Um, but then you know. They just find someone who fits that stereotype and they, they put oh, yeah, them on telly. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And actually, then that's, and that's, that's a problem with the media, though, isn't it? Some, you know, um, but, but actually, if you look at our team, apart from... Imagine, I'm not going to sing it If you look at our team, our, they're, a, they're a solid, you know, intelligent, well-spoken... The homegrown as well. Homegrown team, you know. So, so, so you, they don't fit the Essex mould, you know, that the, the, the media often perpetuates. Um and I, I feel very, very confident that when we go to Essex, they're going, sorry, go to Yorkshire, Essex are going to represent us wonderfully, as they always do. Yeah. Does Cook do well at Headingley? I'm trying to think of Test matches he's played well in. I can't remember if it's Headingley or Trent Bridge that he really... Because years ago, when, we, Essex, when England went away very great, it was Headingley was always the game that we would beat Australia at. We'd, lo- yeah, we'd only lose 4-1. Mm. So I was trying to think where, where I can't... I can't Every cooking things I'm thinking about is at the Oval. But, uh, Never mind, so... Maybe someone could tweet us. Yeah, yeah if you... If you must have that done would be work. nice. Yeah. I'm starting to think that perhaps we, we might want to do some Googling of uh, key facts and figures and things like that a bit more before our podcast. Ruins have flowed, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, no, it's nice, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but... You can get too hung up on the minor details. Yeah. Oh, I just... I, I like you are saying this at the... Only Essex podcast that had a spreadsheet on it. That's true. Does that, does, yeah, this is true. Which we didn't tweet out, which we should have done. But does, I, as, as we are yeah. the only Essex podcast, does that make... Those it, two. The BBC's one. Apart from being the, the only amateur... But they, they haven't made me... Yeah. Amateur podcast. I see you doing on the BBC the doing one. that. You know that David Brent going, so what's your favourite podcast? Oh, probably ours. I mean, no, but not yours. Like, when we want an amateur as well. Probably yours then. Oh, a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Trying to make Brentisms in there. I don't think we get enough office quotes in this podcast. It's not. It's not an easy thing. <laughs> Cricket in the office slightly. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no. But if anyone can pull it off, I'm sure you two can. Um, Try best. I'm not sure I know the office quite as well as you two do, so I don't think I have <laughs> quite as many quotes up my up my sleeve. Um, do we have any final thoughts before? We uh, yeah. Um, big call out. P P C A Player of the Month. Simon Harmer. Yeah, they can go on there, Google it, and you can vote for it. And I think it'd be cool to get him, because he's done so well for us. Really yeah. nice. he, he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, uh, no, well, thanks. No, I think that's it. Well, if you've stuck with us this long, thank you very much. Um, we will obviously tweet out the podcast uh, soon, so if, you, if you're not already following us, it is at Essex Podcast. Um, And we will look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you very much.